Welcome to the Choose Life Radio Network. Your host is Jill Taylor. Every week we bring you a candid conversation with someone who's making a difference for the cause of life. And now here's Jill to introduce today's guest on Choose Life Radio. Welcome to Choose Life Radio. I'm Jill Taylor, your host today. We have a guest that's returning to us, Pastor Ken Peters. We had a wonderful time talking to him not long ago. And I'd love it if you want to go back and listen to that podcast, because it's certainly on our website at chooseliferadio.com. But some other things have been taking place in his life. So this is the man who decided to start a church at Planned Parenthood. I want you to tell us about that, would you? Absolutely. Uh, Jill, it's an honor and a pleasure to be back on your program. Thank you so much for having me. But, uh, you know, a few years ago, about almost two years ago now, we got it in our heart to do something more. We believe that the unborn child is is an actual human being. We believe uh, there's no difference in the sight of God, according to the Word of God, between an unborn baby and a five-year-old child. And so my wife and I, after hearing a great message on the sanctity of life, got this idea, we believe, from heaven to do something more and plant a church right there at the Planned Parenthood in Spokane, Washington. And so we announced it to the church. Here's what we're going to do. And the, the whole idea is based on the scripture where Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So we thought, why not take the church to what is the gates of hell right here in America where they sacrifice children to the God of convenience and the God of money, and and let's take the church there and see the church prevail. So that's what we did about two years ago, just over a year and a half now, close to two years, we planted a church at Planned Parenthood, and Jill, it blew up. It it went nuts. We've we've had uh, hundreds and hundreds of people gathering there for church services at Planned Parenthood, and it's just been a miracle and a move of the Holy Spirit. And oh, so, that's, yes, thank that's you so awesome. Much. That's so wonderful. You had some trouble with the, the courts. Did they try to stop you from this, or was it just an easy thing to do, which I know it wasn't? Well, at, at first, <laughs> at, well, it was scary. It was scary, but, um, you know, that was in my own heart and my family's heart. But once we started it, we were we were still under the radar. You know, we were we were fairly small. But as it started building, about six months into it, Planned Parenthood began to take notice. The LGBTQ community and the kind of the leftist groups in Spokane began to notice. And the city council, who is pretty much all funded by Planned Parenthood, it's amazing how Planned Parenthood strategically puts city council members. You need to know that. I mean, Mm -hmm. everybody needs to know that. Planned Parenthood will fund the campaigns of city council members to protect them. It's a, it's a devil's deal right mm-hmm. there. After a while, yes, they began to take notice, and we came under severe attack from uh, the protesters on the left and uh, the city council. And so, but you know what? You can't go into battle and not expect you know, a counterattack. So yeah. we chose to get into battle, and, and boy, the enemy doesn't like it when, yeah. you, when you get active. 
Pastor Ken, you told us, I think, in the first time that we had a chance to interview you, that you really had wanted to have a huge church. And after a while, your your brother-in-law listened to that on the radio and came back with, what are you doing here? This is this is wrong. And the reason I'm bringing this up in kind of a halted way is I don't want to criticize big churches, but I'm just pointing out you have a big church, and you're doing exactly what God has called you to do. When you have hundreds of people at Planned Parenthood, that's amazing. That's just that's just God. Yeah, it's not the church I originally dreamed of, like you were mentioning. You know, you as a young pastor and a church planter, you dream of the mega church. You want to have a huge influence. And God never allowed my wife and I to have that. It's like he put a cap on that or a ceiling on that because God had other plans for us. And now I don't desire the mega church at all. In fact, now this is also not criticizing every mega church, but a lot of times the bigger you get, the more corporate you get, the more careful to stay out of sensitive subjects you can get. Yes. And so God has allowed us to be kind of like Gideon's army, you know, <laughs> not super huge, but not super small either. Just kind of like that. It's funny because our church is about, we had last Sunday, we had about 300 people. So I, I guess you could call us Gideon's army. We're about a 300 member church. and We've got another church in Moses Lake that's about 80 people. But the bigger deal is we have 600 you know, attending (laughs) at Planned Parenthood and churches at Planned Parenthood are sprouting up everywhere. So God's shifted our dreams and shifted our visions. You know, really, it's about impact. And we have a heart for this nation, Jill. Our nation is suffering. Our nation is hurting. And God has given me a special call to the United States of America to help her out. She's hurting real bad right now. That's an understatement. And everyone who's listening today knows that we are in turmoil. It, it, it's just hurting. It's painful. When we talked and you talked about this church planting before, you, you had no idea what it would involve. When you all of a sudden had your time spent in court and trying to go to the city council and all of that. What did God do for you during that time? Did he send people with you that were prepared to help? How did that all work out for you? It's brought me together with so many um, like-minded, kindred-spirited Christians from all over the nation, you being one of them. So it's given us a whole new realm of fellowship, and God is really uniting those that have a spirit that says, We can no longer capitulate and pander with what is going on in our nation, this leftist agenda that's attacking our country and and trying to destroy it, quite frankly. And so there's a new surge coming. There is a new wave of Christians coming that are saying, okay, no more. We're starting to wake up, I feel. And Christians are saying, listen, it's time to take a stand. We can't pretend like nothing's going on anymore. It's like the frog in the pot, right? It starts out just lukewarm and it gets hotter and hotter till it can't jump. Well, it's time for the church to jump. It's time for us to stand or it will be too late if we wait much longer. Mm -hmm. And this isn't just a call to pastors as we're talking here today with others who are joining us. This is a call to Christians. This is a call to say, wake up, do not be satisfied sitting in a church service 
But think about what you need to be doing to change the minds of the people who you're living next to. The only way we can do that is if we reach out to our neighbors, reach out to our friends, and reach out to those we know do not believe. Be a great billboard for what a Christian is, loving, kind, especially in this time. It's been really kind of fun to take food to people and have them be startled. But find a way to be serving God by serving others. Amen. 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 You know, truth is not hate. You can speak the truth in a spirit of love. Yeah. Well, you've got something else up your sleeve, and I want to get into it just a little bit because we're going to have a break soon. But let's talk about the future for you and your family. You've got something planned. Yes, we do, Jill. We uh, feel the call of God to take the church at Planned Parenthood and also to plant a church down in Tennessee. So we're actually going to be moving from from the state of Washington. We're going to still be providing oversight for our churches here in the, in the state of Washington, but we're going to head down to Tennessee, and we're believing God that a revival fire is going to come through these uh, broken vessels, my wife and I and my family, and we're going to have crusades around the United States at Planned Parenthoods, and we want to start a special kind of church, a church that uh, stands and stands in the gap for the United States of America. Have you planned where you're going to stop? Do you have a, a way of getting to churches there to have them come out and be a part of this? Amen. Yes, we're going to be planting in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's going to be our hub area. And so we're looking at buying a house there and planting a church there. We want to call the church Patriot Church, hmm. and, and which is a very unique name, and we'll take a lot of criticism for it. We know that. But the idea, we're not idolizing the United States, but we want to be a good Samaritan to the United States. This country is in the ditch. She's bleeding. She's hurting. And the only one that has the answer is the Church of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to be the good Samaritan to this nation. Oh, that's so powerful. We're going to break for just a short time and come right back with a lot of information on this Patriot Church. We're so excited to have Ken Peters here with us today. We'll come right back after this break. Choose Life Radio. Thank you for joining us today here on Choose Life Radio. We are here because of people just like you, friends who partner with us through prayer and their financial gifts. This summer, we'd like to invite you to become a Choose Life Radio ally. For a gift of any amount to Choose Life Radio, we'd like to send you, as our way of saying thank you, the Jeremiah Study Bible. This 2,200-page hard-covered edition has over 8,000 individual study notes from Dr. David Jeremiah, over 50 full-length articles, and a wealth of resources to help you study the Bible in a deeper way. We'll also include a copy of the Bible Promise Book. This handy little volume is a reference that is full of biblical wisdom on many practical matters. I'm sure you'll find this little reference very helpful. This package is a $55 retail value. It's yours, while supplies last, for a gift of any amount to Choose Life Radio, and we'll cover the postage. Visit ChooseLifeRadio.com, find out more, and connect with us. And while you're there, make sure to let us know the call letters of the station you're listening to. Reach out and connect today, become a Choose Life Radio ally, and join our team. Visit ChooseLifeRadio.com. 
Welcome back to Choose Life Radio. If you're wondering what's going on in the state of Washington, this is a great episode to be listening to because we have Ken Peters with us. He is a pastor there, and we want to hear his story of what's happening in Seattle and probably other areas of Washington. It's a bit crazy out here. They've they've taken over part of the city in Seattle. I'm sure you've heard about that. Oh, yes. I, Washington, unfortunately, is making national news these days, but they've taken over blocks of the city of Seattle, and they call it Chaz, or now it's called Chop or something. I It, it changes every day, so I'm not sure uh, exactly what it is now. But it's really sad. They've shut all the churches down. Churches can't have service over a very small amount, and they're required to wear masks the whole time while you're at church. Now, of course, our church, we've taken a little bit different position on that. We pulled back for a couple of months, and once we heard President Trump say that churches need to start meeting again, and we felt like it was safe, we went ahead and began meeting. We're experiencing revival at our church, but it's, it's tough for Christians in the state of Washington these days, that is for sure. Well, when you don't even know whether you're safe to walk the streets, I mean, this is an issue that is so dividing our nation. It is an issue that has much more than just race issues involved. Obviously, we want to be a nation that honors each person regardless of their status in life, regardless of their color of skin, regardless of their handicaps. But the reality is nobody is safe unless you're part of a group that's willing to go crash into buildings and take over properties. And I I just, my heart breaks for the people who are living in that area and don't even know how to get in and out of, of their house. They're afraid. Yeah, it it looks like a war zone if you go downtown. I live in the city of Spokane, uh, which is on the kind of the other side or the second biggest city in Washington. And we've been hit with it, too, here in Spokane. It looks like a war zone downtown Spokane. I, I, I went down there just a little a few days ago, and I was looking over my shoulder, and it just everything's boarded up, and there's graffiti everywhere. So the violence and the rioting and the tearing down of our cities, that's not really going to help. I think what we need is for the Church of Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to be the answer. The gospel is the answer. And unfortunately, many churches are closed down right now. So it's 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 almost like a, a real attack from the enemy. It's it You is. can see a strategy, I think. Shut the church down. It opens a big hole for the enemy to burst through and create havoc. So my prayer is that the church would rise up, we do have the answer. We have Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. And so that's my prayer is that the church would stand up and be the church and bring the healing, mm-hmm. bring the healing that this state and our cities need. This is something that everyone is concerned about. They are tired of not being able to be in the body of Christ, you know, holding each other, comforting each other. There are a lot of people who have passed, not necessarily just because of COVID-19. There are a lot of people who have died and funerals have to be online. You're supposed to see them online when you want to be there to comfort people. We are meant to be that. When we are Christians, we are meant to put our arms around the hurting people. And it's so 
awful because there's not only the lack of compassion that we can feel, there's such fear. How do we come to God with that fear and totally trust Him? Yeah, you know, the church needs to, I believe, obey Scripture primarily. Yes, we want to obey our civic leaders, but we have a king named Jesus Christ, and we are part of a kingdom, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And there are decrees in the scriptures that we can't ignore. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, and even more so as the day approaches. And by the way, one of the signs of the day that approaches is pestilence, which is a virus. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Yes, there's, a, there's quarantine. We should quarantine the sick, the, the, those that are high risk. We need to be careful. But we've got to find a way to assemble ourselves together, like the Bible says. Be safe about it, but I'm sorry, Zoom and online services are not the same as when two or three are gathered together in his name. He's there in the midst. His grace is there. His joy is there. His peace is there. His love is there. So the church, I think, needs to push back. You know, the government, they love to say separation of church and state when it comes to us being involved in the state. But when the state wants to get involved in the church, a lot of times the church will just roll over and allow the, so the state to just come in. So eventually the church needs to say, state, thank you. You have your place. But at some point, we've got to obey God uh, rather than, than right. man. Right. We need to go right back to our constitutional rights. And, Amen. And the people need to know them. They need to understand that they have that right. I, I believe that as we're listening and talking today, that it's appropriate for us to go back to our pastors and say, now. It has got to be now. I don't care if I sit in a parking lot and I'm around other people, but I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to get it. You know, one of the things that Howard and I talk about, my husband and I, all the time, I know where I'm going. I have no problem with what eternity looks like. And I I don't care about this world if I'm if that's my next world. But I want to be involved in helping people. I want to be involved in sharing that with others so that they have that same feeling like, okay, I'm going to get out there and help. I don't care if I have a mask on or not. I'm out there. I'll do what I need to do. If I see someone in a car that's burning, I'm going to help pull that person out. I'm not going to be afraid because it's all in God's hands. Amen. You know, if this is your only life and there is no eternal life, then I can see us caving away and hiding in fear. And and so, but this isn't what we live for. Like you just so well said, this isn't the life that we live for. We live for the next life. And people are hurting. People need worship. They need to hear the sermon. They need some face-to-face relationship. So I would say to any pastors that are out there, Stand under the Word of God and the Constitution, which is the highest law, by the way, and many of these blue state governors are not respecting the Constitution, So, and they won't. If we don't force them to honor the Constitution, they'll roll right over it. So mm-hmm. I encourage Christians to find a safe way to obey God under the protection of the First Amendment of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. 
You know, earlier in a conversation that I had with you via email, we talked a little bit about Iceland, the country that has claimed that they no longer have Down syndrome babies. Just, mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen. And that doesn't happen for a specific reason. It's because they have eliminated those babies in the womb. And there are other things that are coming up for other people that they say, well, that's a problem or it's not the right timing and I'm going to eliminate this child. That's what abortion is. It's saying I have the right to have an abortion, but it doesn't say anything about the right to the life of that child. And so what you're doing is so important when you bring it right to the gate of hell, which is where they're going to actually murder those babies, you are bringing the attention there and saying, hey, this is not a great organization. I'm so tired of people telling me that they do such wonderful things. You know, they're educators. They go into the school. You bet. They go into the school with a really bad message. And if anyone has never heard it, they need to go into their classroom and hear what their child is hearing from them. It's horrible. So we got to stop this, right? <laughs> Amen. Planned Parenthood is is a demonic organization. It's there's nothing. Now I'm sure they do some nice things, but ultimately it is powered by the same demonic forces that caused kings in the Old Testament to sacrifice their children to idols. So it's it's a terrible talk about Black Lives Matter. You know, one thing I learned in Knoxville, we're we're planning on moving uh, here in the next month or so is the Planned Parenthood in Knoxville is situated right in the middle of a predominantly African-American poor neighborhood. And it just, it just touched me to the core. It affected me huge when I realized that Margaret Sanger's dream is being fulfilled right there. They put this Planned Parenthood right there in this poor African-American community for one reason, to allow these girls to come in and kill black babies. Talk about Black Lives Matter. There's nothing that attacks the African Americans in our nation like Planned Parenthood. They are destroying a generation, and it's just disgusting. Yeah, and I'm going to speak out to the pastors that are listening, the black pastors. I need you to understand this organization probably funds things for you, probably helps you do what you need to do with your church, and I know funding is important, but there is nothing right about standing in a pulpit and saying, this is where you need to go if you've got a problem. We have way too many black churches sending their pastoral people into the Planned Parenthood organization. Mm -hmm. The pastors go in and represent them. The pastors are on the board. And it is something that we really need to deal with. So today has been a good day of education. It's also been a sorrowful day because it just hurts us tremendously to think of what's going on in Washington It's also a day of celebration and a miracle for you to be taking this ministry now all across the United States. (laughs) So we will keep track of where you are, and if there's a chance that we can put out the word, we'll do it on our website so that people, and our Facebook, so people know where you are and they can join you. What a gift you are, Ken. This is just really special. Thank you so much, Miss Jill Taylor, and I feel the same about you. Thank you for... uh interviewing me today and letting me share my heart for America and 
We just pray that abortion would end sooner than later. Yeah. And I just want to make the statement, if there are any other pastors out there that are as brave as you are, I want to interview them too. I'm so, so proud of you in a very Christian way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you so much, Miss Jill. Give my love to your family, and thank you again for joining us today right here on Choose Life Radio. It's been great having you along with us. A dear friend of the ministry has made available the Jeremiah Study Bible, the New King James Version, for any gift you send right now. So let's open that hood and check out the engine. The Jeremiah Study Bible is actually 2,200 pages. It's a one-of-a-kind study Bible featuring insightful, practical content tools to help you go deep in your understanding of the Word, created and compiled by Dr. David Jeremiah. This Bible opens readers' eyes to the background and experiences of the authors of each book. There are colored maps, thorough cross-reference, and 8,000 study notes. Dr. Jeremiah said, I want people to understand what the Bible says, what it means, and what it means for them. Supplies of this hardbound treasure are limited, so please respond quickly. Send your gift of any amount, and we will send you the Jeremiah Study Bible. And I'll add the Bible Promise Book with verses addressing many topics like belief and loneliness, lying, marriage, and so much more. Both of these books together, friend, have a retail value of $55, and I'll even cover the cost of mailing it to you because I treasure God's Word, and I'm so excited to share this gift with you. Also, you can become an ally in the fight for life by sending a monthly gift of $100 or more for the next 12 months. This special group of allies will also receive updating letters, opportunities to suggest interview topics and guests, and invitations to join us in upcoming special live events. And that will be fun. So go right now to our website, all one word, chooseliferadio.com, and give a gift online of any amount. Be sure I have your information so I can send you your gift. And please, tell us the call letters of the station you're listening to when you hear Choose Life Radio. Choose Life Radio is a not-for-profit ministry, and your generous gifts are tax-deductible to the full extent of the law. Hey, enjoy your life, dear friend, and enjoy joining me next week for the life-challenging conversation right here at Choose Life Radio. The preceding program was sponsored by the Choose Life Radio Network of Canton, Ohio.